Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian here in North Texas, and I am joined by the one, the only, Frank in Austin. Frank, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well. How are you, Brian? <sighs> crushing it, as they say in the biz, crushing it. I um, I was telling, Very you, nice. telling you before we, we started recording, I was uh, going to rush and get my beer while the intro song was playing. So, good news, ladies and gentlemen. I made it back, so very nice. Very, I mean, that's pretty efficient, right? Like, yeah, stepping away, stepping back. It's took, good. Took us six years of practice for me to get this down, but you know <laughs> what? Uh, audio quality, meh. Hit touch and go. You know, internet quality, who knows? You know, it's out of our hands. Uh, but uh, beer fridge placement nailed it. Three feet to very the left. Nice. Three feet to the left, and you know that's about perfect distance. Uh, Frank, are you drinking anything special this evening as we kick off? Yeah, I've got um, a little wine, and then I'm going to switch to beer. And the beer is just going to be Miller because I have Miller Lite left over from the bachelor party this weekend. But um, the wine I'm having tonight is a uh, Cab Franc, which is one of my favorite varietals. So, Like a good Cab Franc. Can't ever go wrong with it, honestly. Really can't. Uh, that reminds me, I don't know how much, how many sitcoms you're watching these days. I know it seems like a real out of left field comment, uh, but there is a sitcom on Peacock and NBC right now. Uh, it's by the creators. The same. We all know. Who, we all know it's P. Dick. No. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it's from the creators of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yep. Uh, it's called Grand Crew. And it is a okay. So I've I've seen the ads for it. Is it good? It's fucking great. I really enjoy it. Mrs. Okay, Brian, awesome. not as big of a fan, but uh, in the first episode, they talk about uh, Cab Franc and actually how uh, they they like it um, and break down the tasting notes that they're getting out of this glass of wine. Okay, and it's it's just a quick synopsis. It's like uh, uh, five friends who. Like are hanging out in L.A. Uh, and they like try to find a bar to go hang out after work, and they go to all these bars. One of the friends is like a serial dater and always dates one of the wait staff there yep. at the bars, and basically ruins their time. They can't go to that bar anymore, <laughs> so they have to go to a new place. And they finally settle on this wine bar that's like very much out of the norm of what they would norm- what they would regularly pick, but they all like it. It's all pretty chill. And oh yeah, they're they're. Black people in LA drinking wine, so uh, it, it's it, it's fucking awesome. Uh, and the it's just a set up punchline joke, set up punchline joke. Like it's a it's just an easy watching show. Very nice, yeah. This uh, um, some of the network shows that have been coming out have been actually pretty damn solid. Um, I, I'll say it, it's as though Netflix has forced everybody to step up their game a little bit when yep. it comes to writing. I also think it, like some of the networks have kind of, that, that's also made some of the networks like broaden what they would accept. Um, and they're kind of stepping outside of their normal bounds of acceptable comedy, I guess. 
not just that, but it's like they 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 scrutinize a little bit more about the content they're putting out. Um, I've heard really good things about that CBS sitcom where it's like the I think it's the Indian lady who moves in with a white dude or something. Like it's it's this. I'll I'll take a look to see what the name is, but it's it's brand new. It's only been on for like three weeks, yeah. and people say it's fucking hilarious. Um, uh, so good good shit, man. Like I I'm a huge fan of competition in tv and, and shit like that because it's for so so long we just have had absolutely nothing um in terms of quality aside from like parks and rec and the office and, but they were all similar yeah well and that's the thing like some of the sitcoms that are out like i binge watched all the episodes of american auto last night and, and caught the new mm-hmm. episode that came out today i gotta be honest it's not bad it hits really close to home, though. One of the main characters is a communications manager uh, at this giant auto company who has just a bunch of, like, I don't know, yep. problems that she has to manage on a regular basis. And I was like, ah, that seems, that's that's too that's too real. But it's that same feeling you get in the, you know, you got the first time you watched The Office in the early 2000s where you had that guy who was, you know, the, the douchebag boss who holds up the world's best boss mug. And explains that mm-hmm. now people didn't buy it for me, and I bought it for myself. But it's Spencer's Gifts. You ever heard of it? It's a great place in the mall. <laughs> and you're just like that cringy, like little tidbit of real life that you see on TV. That you're like, oh fuck me. It's I mean, it's the same thing that Mrs. Bryan said about Abbott Elementary, uh, which is also apparently one of the better shows out now. Um, but it's again, it's it's great that we're we're having. I don't know. I feel good about watching TV again. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's solid. Like most most every lineup now is pretty solid, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's available on the apps the day after makes it so you don't have to sit around for the freaking ads. You know, mm-hmm. like there's actually like reasonable ways to watch some of the shit now. Where back in the day, I mean, good god, and it's funny because Hulu was invented by NBC. Yeah, and then they sold it thinking, I don't know, I guess maybe it was going nowhere or they had made their money on it. And now they have their Paramount Network app. So it's, it's the well, whole thing is just really funny. Like it's, dude, what, we've gone full circle. What's wild to me is that uh, Paramount is, is like, is just, so one of the bigger shows on TV, uh, is, is like viewer wise, at least is Yellowstone, right? Mm-hmm. I know you and I b- briefly talked about it for a while. I got sucked in deep, watched, uh, caught up on the current season of the season that just wrapped up and like, you know, three weeks I was watching it on not Paramount because that's the parent company of the show, but I was watching it on Peacock, which is the NBC app. And then I would catch up to current season uh, and watch it on sling through one of like three different channels on sling, because apparently what they're doing is just moving around this fucking monster magnet of a show to all the different channels within the Paramount network to just gain viewership. So like one weekend it was on CMT one weekend it was on MTV. That's another ridiculous. weekend it was on Paramount. It nonsense. I mean, what's cool about Sling is you just type in what show you want to record, and it pulls it from whatever channel it is. Yeah. The, their channels do not matter. Uh, so the the show that I was talking about is called um, Bob Hart's Abisholo, and I guess it is season three. It is not season one. 
<laughs> a little but behind I, the little behind it, the time there. No, but it's the first time I've heard of it. Like I was gonna say, it's I'm, one of those that's been on for three seasons and no one talked about it. It's apparently fucking hilarious. Wow. Um, otherwise, I'm I'm guessing it, it draws a very consistent audience because if if no one's heard of it and it's in season three and it's still going, someone must be watching it pretty regularly. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm first time I'm hearing of it is tonight as well, but I'm assuming uh, that it's got to be pretty fucking popular if it's gone three seasons. Yeah, so. It sounds. No, so I'm looking for it. I'm gonna catch. I'm gonna watch some of that. I'm also gonna watch the what? What's the show you were just talking about? Auto Lot or Oh uh, American Auto. American Auto. I want to watch that because I saw some previews for that. Look pretty good. It's. I mean, it's pretty good. All of them. It, what sucks is all of these shows can be like distilled down to like, oh, it's the office, but in the auto industry. Oh, it's the office, but in elementary yeah. school. Oh, it's the office. Except I mean, you're just like. It's the Simpsons thing yeah, that South Park covered, you know, years ago when they're like, we can't come up with original content because everything that we come up with, the Simpsons did it. The anyway. Simpsons already did it. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was a great take. That was <laughs> so good. It was true though. I mean, anytime you have something that ran for or that is running for thirty plus seasons, you're like, we fucking they've covered everything. They have turned over every rock. They have scraped the bottom of every barrel. They're just like, fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. It's it just. Just put out content at this point, and let's let's see what happens. Anyway, right, exactly. So, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, a variation of one of my favorite uh, seasonal brews from Lagunitas. Um, I usually try to pick up a six pack of brown sugar, and that one usually just completely wrecks my shit because they sell it in six packs, and I I tend to get a little thirsty when I'm drinking them. Um, they're basically just strong ales uh, made with brown sugar. Well, this beer is the Unrefined Sugar, which is a strong ale brewed with whole cane sugar. Uh, do you leave the A out of that spelling, or do you keep the A? As you see from the label, there is the A with the oh, apostrophe. Shit. Okay, fair. Sugar, shit. it is. Yeah, so check your shit at the door before you start coming for me, because I will come for you. You're going to wreck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, please. Pretty obvious at this point. <laughs> Check your shit at the door. Uh, but uh, this, I actually like this. This is not as um, sticky as best. Like, it doesn't linger as harshly on your tongue after you swallow. You know, Frank, you and I have talked about that. We've compared notes post-swallow. I, I, I normally, when I swallow, you know, it does linger on the tongue a bit. It's yeah. the most unpleasant part. Yeah, you don't want that. It's the it's the the dry finish, if you will. It is the it's the dry finish. You're uh, right. This is it's good. I still have a very special place in my heart for brown sugar. This will not replace it, but uh, it's not bad. Ten uh, percent alcohol comes in a four pack. I'm you're not gonna kick it out of bed, you know. No, and you know that's kind of the key is like, like your your um, a good beer to me isn't always the most perfect beer. Like I think we've we've talked about this plenty of times. There is that price to quality ratio, and maybe I need to pay triple for that to really increase in price or in quality. And I'm not really willing to do that. Yeah. So yeah. if I get the satisfaction I need out of it. You know, it's like the the Belgian quads, right? Like you could go pay a shit ton of money for that shit, and quite frankly, like top of the line Chimay, is it triple as good as the fucking lower labels? I d- I've never really thought that. I've always thought it's 
more refined. But do do I get the same amount of enjoyment out of both? I I think dollar for dollar, yes, I think so. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal: where in in my world, where I come from, Frank. I've had myself enough bad bad quads to go ahead and pay that premium price for Chimay. No, but it, but Chimay even in and of itself, like I would agree with that, right? But in 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 the Chimay world, you can pay a shit ton more than just the entry level. What is that? Blue or red or a red white yeah. red? Yeah. Uh, so that's my point. Is like I don't think between the Chimays, I've ever been like, okay, you know, Chimay whatever red is fucking four times as bad as blue or you know i sorry i got distracted when you said chemise and i just thought of our newest sponsor chemise uh you can go online and uh buy merch in our shop and get points toward a giant order of fucking belgian beer shipped directly chemise to your yourself. door <laughs> have you ever seen the omaze commercials where people just like Oh, you buy that. merch for points in a raffle to get, win like a fucking $400,000 car. Uh, by the way, my favorite fucking gimmick of all time to raise money for a charity is d- just fucking buying raffle, right? Mm-hmm. And the raffle is something that is so fucking expensive. And they're like, we'll pay taxes on it and we'll even throw in shipping and all this other stuff. Like, I just think of the average person, like in my neighborhood winning like a $200,000 fucking Porsche. And you're like, hold on. <laughs> it's not even like a regular... I mean, this is like a goddamn racing car for the street that is completely impractical for most North Texas roads and like absolutely impractical for our neighborhood with like speed humps and shit. And I just think of the damage that getting the car in and out of a driveway in my neighborhood would cost... Like, oh, cool. We got carbon fiber lips that have been ripped off the front and back of this vehicle just trying to park it in my two-car garage. Cool. What the fuck am I going to do? The wing is too big to fit in the garage right now. Like, I have to... <laughs> what the fuck is that? Anyway, sorry. That's where my so, head went when you said no, I, I agree. I agree, right? <laughs> like, I've seen many of those ads, and I'm like, uh, is this... Honestly, especially like, what is it? Rocket Mortgage, right? They've got their Super Bowl squares thing that they do every year. Okay. And they give away damn near, I think it's a half a million dollar down payment for a house. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do you just have 80 grand worth of taxes you can go plop down as soon as you get that gift? Like, I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe in the fine print it says Rocket Mortgage covers all taxes and whatever. That'd be cool because five hundred grand coming into a household is normally going to wreck shop. Like that's not going to be just the normal. And that's what if you have a parent that is at all like going to be leaving you some money, mm-hmm. it is a very good idea to have them start transferring fifty grand a year. If it's a lot of money, fifty grand a year to an account in your name because it's tax free. That's the gift limit. Um, I understand some parents are like, yeah, they're just going to blow the money. You can put restrictions on that shit. Right. But don't not do it because you're lazy or you're scared the money's going to be blown. Like, it's idiotic. You are going to leave whoever with so much fucking taxes to pay and your estate <laughs> is going to be wrecked. Uh, yeah, it's going to be far worse off for it. Like, I, I, I don't understand why. Some people who make so much money and get into that position in the end just fucking 
they, they spend all this time to avoid paying taxes. And then the one thing that's just free and clear for anybody to do, you can do it tomorrow is like the one thing they just refuse to. <laughs> I just don't. It's fucking ridiculous. So, uh, um, you, you said you're talking about mortgages and like what that, what that does. Uh, so are you familiar with the, the HGTV dream home giveaway that they do every oh, year? Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> that Rex shop? <laughs> <laughs> remember about like 10 years ago, right in the meat of it when HGT, like all these home renovation shows were just at the peak of, of ratings and they give away the HGTV dream home giveaway where they give mm-hmm. away. It's like a fucking $1.2 million house in a fucking state that it that like five people live in in like Vermont or some shit. And it's like a beautiful like lake house. There's land around it. There's a bunch of old ass trees, this big ass, nice home. And then the people they gave it to for the first like, I don't know, or I guess about 15 for the last 15 years, it, they've had to sell it immediately because they can't even pay the fucking the the property taxes on where this house is wild to me just fucking well wild to me i think 90 percent of those end up like that right like it's like uh they they end up make remaking this house and adding shit onto it and then it gets reassessed and they're like well that's what now we can't afford it that's what happened with the extreme home makeover like the home edition you know the move the bus people yeah. Like eighty percent of those houses, they had to sell almost immediately because they couldn't pay the property taxes once they got reassessed mm-hmm. the the following year. Or my favorite, there was a, a thread recently online that uh, was covering some of the worst renovations, and it wasn't just like the extreme home makeover. It was also like Property Brothers and like those over the weekend shows where your neighbors fucking come over and they redo a yep. room in your house and you do that shit in theirs, and it's like the the tricks of tv show up at a lot of places and they're like yeah i know my entire room was held together with staples and colorful tape <laughs> that they just painted over and then as soon as the production crew left like part of my house just fell apart <laughs> like, how great would could that you shit imagine? be <laughs> could you fucking imagine <laughs> you go oh in and you're God. like why did you spray paint my couch could you tell me why you did that? Because now you've ruined my couch. I, am I getting a new couch? <laughs> what's what's the couch situation? Because it's fucked right now. It's currently I fucked. I don't understand why he did this. <laughs> <laughs> this is so unnecessary. Um, yeah, it's you know, to each their own, I guess. I I don't. I've never understood the the folks who, um, like they sign up for that shit. They're always surprised that they have taxes to pay at the end. And then whoever the production company is, you know, is not paying your taxes. No. So no, like I, I remember Oprah for a while, right? She do the car giveaways and people started criticizing her. They were like, listen, Oprah, give these people the cars. They can't afford the fucking taxes. Yeah. The, Why the Pontiac, do you keep doing this? The Pontiac G6, the famous fucking gif where Oprah's standing at the front of the state audience and holding out her arms and like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Mm-hmm. She was handing people like $8,000 tax burdens is what it was. Mm-hmm. And like, sure, $8,000 for a new cars, like that's a hell of a deal. Thank you very much. That's awesome. But I wasn't expecting when I woke up this morning. I wasn't expecting to have to pay eight thousand dollars. I did not wake up like this. I no. did. <laughs> I've got a fucking family, Oprah. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not eight grand liquid uh, when I leave your studio. I'm very sorry. Uh, it's uh, that's fucking hilarious to me. I would love to be 
like a fly on the wall in that production meeting after, you know, because all the good ideas that were flying around beforehand. Guys, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to give everybody these fucking amazing, like, uh, uh, toothbrush kits from fucking Oral-B. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. What else are we going to do? I got cast iron, like, fucking uh, Le Creuset shit. It's going to be awesome for everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah. I set up with GM, and I got everybody a fucking car. Oh, shit. Rick's got it. Oh. <sighs> Post-production. Well, that didn't go according to plan. I really didn't see... This isn't what we were really uh, assuming was going to happen. This isn't the aesthetic (laughs) that we were going for, Rick. I'm very sorry that you didn't think that one through. We're going to have to let you go. You're just like, oh, damn it. So, I mean, yeah, it's the production companies, when it comes to stuff like that, they're always fucking fucking up. Because you're like, I mean, even, okay, so think about that honey boo boo shit, right? Like, at some point, someone had to sit down and be like, this bitch shouldn't be on TV. Like, speaking about the mom. Right? Oh, okay. Like, she's just abusing her kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this kid shouldn't be on TV. It, like, she's super misbehaved. And, you know, maybe we should send them to counseling and not encourage this behavior in front of TV but Frank, cameras. Frank, do you see how many zeros are at the end of the number of people watching? The count of people watching? Counseling can wait. They're going to still need counseling when she turns 18, when this isn't cute anymore, you know? And then uh, stir that shit over on MTV. Got us a new yeah, show, Yeah, that's baby. right. I mean, she's she's got a straight shot at Sweet 16 or whatever that thing's yeah, called. Probably, 16 it, and pregnant. Yeah. There you go. Teen mom. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I've never understood people who encourage that kind of behavior. And, you know, it's like either you're going to be at – Team mom, you're gonna be on the fucking Dr. Phil couch. Like, there's no, there's no middle ground when you do this type of shit at fucking four years old and five years old. Yeah. Speaking of Dr. Phil, I spent a lot of time on the internet this last couple of weeks. That dude has been getting fucking railed. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen that so much. Um, try not, I try to stay away from those sites, Frank. I um, safe for work only sites, you know. God damn it. Um, but I was again, like looking through like lists of greatest, like reality show fuck ups, whatever. Yeah. I did not realize that the creator of bum fights, you remember bum fights from the early two thousands, the creator of bum fights was invited on the Dr. Phil show and he came on dressed as Dr. Phil. Okay. Like bald cap, stupid mustache, dumb suit, everything. Sits across from Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil's like, what are you doing here? You know, why are you, what is this? He goes, we're the same, buddy. You know, we do the exact same thing. He's like, Dr. Phil gets all offended. No, we do not. All this other shit. He's like, yeah, we both exploit people for profit of ourselves. So, like, why wouldn't I dress like my my protege or like by my, my number one influence? Dr. Phil got so pissed off. He, like, kicked him off set and kicked him out of the production studio. Never, like, never aired the, the episode. I was like, oh, man, it's the greatest. You know, Dr. Phil is one of uh, University of North Texas number one, like, uh, high, uh, highest fame, like, level of fame alumni. Yeah. Not a doctor. Didn't get his doctorate from UNT. No. Oh, okay. So, so th- He's been getting roasted all over the place because a he's not a doctor. I was not aware of that. Oh shit! Yeah, no, he hasn't. I I thought he had a doctorate in psychiatry or something. Nope, nothing, no. nothing. Um, at least Janine Shapiro is a judge. Like, oh. does she 
need to be a judge? No, she does not. Real quick, you know who but, you know who is a doctor? Doctor uh, Bill. Doctor o- Doctor Bill Oz is a doctor. Yeah, Doctor Bill Cosby also uh, a doctor. Okay. He, he has a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Let that sink in. Doctor Phil, not a doctor. Bill Cosby, doctor. Doctor. So. Um, yeah, so I always thought he at least had something. So no, he has no training um, that would warrant him being taken that seriously. Right. Uh, he was brought onto Oprah as like a sidekick. Yep. And somehow catapulted that into a fucking career. I don't know, man. Like, I would, I would feel better, and this says a lot because I'm not a huge fan of hers either. I would feel better taking any advice Ellen DeGeneres gives me than any <laughs> advice Dr. Phil gave me. I mean, at like, least if Ellen DeGeneres gives you advice, you know it's only going to serve you, and it's going to serve you really mm-hmm. well because she doesn't have the capacity to think outside of herself. So if she's Precisely. telling you to do something, it's got to work. Yeah, it's funny because the, the, um, the way that she's been getting railed, also, you know, completely valid. Yeah. It's just... <sighs> 90% of these folks somehow always forget that you just cannot be a flagrant dick when you're rich. Like, I don't understand where this message, like, drops off people's radar <laughs> when they get money, but being a total dickhead to everybody else never pays off, right? Especially when you needed them to make your money. Right. Now, if you were Elon Musk and say, you know, took a whole bunch of government subsidies and turned that into a couple billion dollars. I mean, we can have our opinions on him. It's a very different thing. He can tell anybody he wants to fuck off and they're essentially just going to have to deal with it. Right. Um, And he has done that many a times. So significant difference between the Ellen's of the world and just complete shitheads like Elon who can get away with it. Ellen can't get away with it. Ellen has no platform if she's dickheads to everybody. <laughs> and I don't understand why they don't get it. I, it's like, it's beyond me. <laughs> it really is. It's like people have such a short memory and uh, yeah. like capacity for uh, the spectrum of someone else's personality. Like, but they're, they're good all the time, but not, they're not good all the time. Are they like, like they're just not. And if you think that someone is good all the time, like you probably should reassess, like what you see in other people, because it's just, it's pretty obvious that, that she is not a good person when 90 mm-hmm. people are telling you how bad she is. And you're like, well, no, but she exploited that one little girl to dance on her show. And that was cute. It was really cool. Like, I, how can someone who does that be bad? You're just like, okay, all right, cool. I mean, let me know how that attitude works for you. I I honestly, I don't mind if people who aren't aware of these things watch the show because it's clearly how the shit is still on the air, right? Right. Like it's not, it's not a, a, like not a difference, but um, the, the, the thing that is frustrating is like once people learn about it and they still go, you know, full fledged defending I don't even I don't even think you need to defend her. You can still watch the show. If yeah. it's entertaining to you, watch the show, but acknowledge her flaws. It's the people who like go through it and they're like, yeah, you know, defend, defend, defend. And I watch Ellen and it's like, OK, you're just ignorant. Like, I don't really care if you enjoy the show. Just understand that sometimes she fucks up and that's why people are complaining about her. I like, mean, 
you insert Joe Rogan to Ellen DeGeneres and like, yeah, I mean, that changes but, things, <laughs> but it's not, it's not, there's not flagrant lying. Like, yeah, Ellen DeGeneres isn't entertaining fucking wild ass conspiracies about JFK and sitting there and being what like, if, so what if Ellen uh, was, what if Ellen's Q? Everybody's well, looking yeah, for she's him. Like, interesting. <laughs> if, what if Ellen just had like her fucking shitty fact checker? And she's like, interesting, interesting. Travis, can you look that up? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you did you see that? You did you see that on Twitter? No. Holy fuck! So uh, apparently, Mister Mister Rogan had on like a doctor, some fucking bro scientist, and they were talking about uh, some disease in adolescent children uh, connected to COVID. Uh, infections okay. and Rogan's like, well, is that true? And he's like, yeah, no, it is. It's, it's true. That's like, it was just released, you know, wherever. And it was, no, that can't be true. That's not true. That's not what I've heard. I, Jamie, pull it up, but that's not, that's not what we found. And then they read it and he's like backtracking. It's the weirdest mental gymnastics that you see on someone who, what an absolute idiot has like, he, he's never, this is, to me, it's what it looks like when someone who is surrounded by people who agree with you all of the time, like, is met with the fact that you are not right all of the time. And that's like, the but weird it's, it's shit. not just that. It's like the sheer idiocy of trying to argue with a like an actual expert in a field. I don't I, understand I, people that do that. Like, what is what are you on about? This person can undress you. Yeah. Like, well, and that's the thing. This, like, it's, why are you dude, even trying? This dude wasn't even like, that's I, I, why I don't know if I said it or not, but I, I don't think he was a doctor. Like, I just think he's, you know, one of those bro scientists from the internets, but he's an intelligent yeah, sure, but person. He's clearly done some research. Yeah, yeah, like, he's just intelligent. <laughs> and he's not going to come on a nationally syndicated radio program and be, especially that radio program where they like to fucking like, choke slam people off of the top rope or at least the wrong. audience does yeah whenever they're wrong so he's not going to do that you know unless he's really dumb and it's you should have probably gathered from the start that he's not dumb yeah so i yeah i don't know man like i i have no patience for that man he he does more harm than he does good period it's we've got the dude that helped build our fence um and our our patio cover extension um roofline extension uh the kid uh, he he was just a worker of my friends um good welder decided you know i don't know if he decided or what but he whenever my buddy wasn't here supervising he listened to joe rogan i mean nonstop, 12 hours a day god right like eight eight to eight to five eight to six every fucking day on blast and i eventually asked him i was like dude can you just move the radio like i don't want to hear joe rogan you can put it on (laughs) you can put headphones on if you want to listen to that garbage Uh, dude has covid is in the hospital like i don't i I, i'm not going to equate the two things but i don't think joe rogan helped in his decision making process (laughs) 
Oh, the, the, <laughs> like, the, the, the worker has COVID and is in the hospital. Yes. Okay. All right. And I don't uh, think I don't think twelve hours of Rogan helped him make a no that was, decision. That was you know what, Frank. You know, a lot of people are saying that was a pre-existing condition that contributed to his illness and was it I a lot of people are saying this but he probably <laughs> had it coming so so it's it's like i i'm not going to say everybody who listens to to rogan is a fucking idiot right but um, a lot of idiots listen to rogan <laughs> no yeah but i i i, I don't even like i'm not gonna <laughs> kind of like throw a whole audience under the bus no all i'm saying is is i don't think what he says is accurate in the least and unless you're listening to it for entertainment purposes uh, you probably shouldn't be listening you should not be going to joe fucking rogan for facts okay or research or really anything (laughs) Anything. quite frankly outside of like how to put together a good workout of the day i wouldn't listen to that man for anything because he clearly does understand how to put together some good fucking you know workout routines but would I would I rather listen to The Rock talk about that all day? You know, like he's also not the preeminent expert on that shit either. So history of MMA. Yeah, Joe Rogan, probably not a bad source to go listen to. He knows a shit ton about fucking shit I've never even heard of. <laughs> um, he could probably tell you Ken Shamrock's four different division his championships and Dick Girth. all his fucking <laughs> trophies that he won in knife fighting competitions in Asia or whatever knife the fuck fighting. else he did. No, that dude did like fucking, he, he had like, I trust like, me, I know. When they had the Pancreas. weapon fu- weaponry fights and shit in Asia, he like did that shit. I didn't know that. I know he was, I'm not going to get into, I'm not going to get into fucking MMA talk. I, I, do, I do remember Kent Shamrock with the kendo stick. Uh, what was it? Oh, in WWF? 2002, <laughs> Monday Night Raw, oh bleeding my God. from the mouth. Oh my God, I hit him with a kendo stick. Right in the midsection. And he would always come out with a fucking bandage around the midsection. He's like, I can't believe he's here. He had a lacerated spleen last week. And then he like walks into the ring, and inevitably someone has a kendo stick, and they just go to fucking town on his midsection. It's so beautiful. Oh, God. That was good fucking script writing. Back in the day on WWF, Steve Blackman introduces Steve Blackman introduces WWE to future company staple weapon, the Kendo Stick, with an ice cold attack on Ken Shamrock, June twenty first, nineteen ninety nine. Oh damn, I was close. Okay, hold on. Just you know what, Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, please indulge us as we take a moment. I'm hoping, Frank, that I don't blow your eardrums out like I did that one time. So be prepared with your fucking. Wait, hold on. Oh, shit. I'm sharing yourself again. There we go. Can you see? Look at this douche nozzle. Oh God, I remember this. This is so good. He's like flat, like for the people who can't see this, Kid Shamrock is laying flat on the mat, and he's being hit flat on his back, and is flopping 180 degrees from front to back onto the fucking mat. 
MAGA! Raw is war. This is on Monday Night Raw. Hell I remember yeah. this shit so clearly. And he came back like a week or two later. Look, they got the fucking bandage, stretcher out. Bandage ribs and everything. Just stay away from me. Oh, stay act- away from me! He's acting. Look at him. To a local medical facility, King. God. A local nut house. Did he just fucking leave? <laughs> that fucking man was there for business. <laughs> the guy, yeah, the guy who came in with the attack in the middle of the match. They he, he did left a, with this duffel bag and got in the car and drove away. <laughs> yeah, they did a cutaway to a man walking out a double set of doors oh, and a God. fucking. Uh, that, you know what, man? You know, I listening to. Uh, oh fuck! What was it? Uh, fucking crime and sports. Uh, they were talking about going to tapings of Monday Night Raw, <laughs> and back in the I, late nineties. Same man, like they never came. They came to Oklahoma City like one time, and my parents yeah. were too old. They weren't taking my ass on a Monday a school night. Are you serious? No, because it was always they'd come to Oklahoma City in February. I was like, oh baby, that's mm-hmm. Brian's birthday time. Let's do this. Let's go. And I was like Monday. Ah, fuck! I got school the next day. It's never gonna happen. But apparently, in the late '90s, they would go to these like small podunk ass uh, like arenas, and they would do Raw is War and mm-hmm. War Zone and and Raw, no, they like used all to, those they things. But they would like, do they would do five tapings in one night. Whoa! And just choose the best one. They would choose the best one, but they and they would also sprinkle it in throughout the months, like throughout the the upcoming month, with different like Saturday night shows and uh, like uh, what do they call it? like smoke matches or whatever the uh, the the unaired matches that mm-hmm. they would play back later when they need filler. They would record all those so they'd have live crowds who were pumped. And wow. uh, the <laughs> uh, fucking what's his name, Jimmy. No, James uh, Petragallo on Crime and Sports said that mm-hmm. his stepdad took his little brother and him back in like 98 or 99 someplace just outside of New York City. And they were like, his stepdad was like, hey, I fucking don't want to be here, but whatever, kiddo's going to like it. Hour goes by and they wrap up and he's like, all right, let's go back to the car. And they're like, and coming up next is another hour of Raw is War. And it's like, all the pyrotechnics are like, what? What the fuck's going on? We just sat through one. He was like, at one o'clock in the morning when the fucking shooting wrapped up, <laughs> Dad was, stepdad was just driving back, white knuckled, cursing to himself the entire way home. Like, motherfucker, I gotta be up in three hours. God damn it. I can't believe they got me into this car, drove me to get all the way out to fucking Reno, Nevada. Yeah, that shit, dude. I mean, back, back in the day, that was the shit. I, I loved Monday Night Raw. And then I think in maybe 2000, 2001, they introduced Thursday Night SmackDown. Oh, yeah. SmackDown came on on whatever your local UPN I was going to say like CW, whatever the fuck it was. God, that shit was awesome. Nothing nothing like that today. Not just fucking reality show TV garbage. Or you can still watch wrestling, but I'm a grown-ass man, so I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Remember that time? I walked in on an, on our roommate watching wrestling wrestling on like yeah, a Monday a Monday evening. It. I'm like, I'm sorry, what the fuck is going on here? I thought and it, I th- I'm pretty sure he said Raw is war. Yeah, and he like <laughs> goes back to drinking a Bud Light and watching <laughs> watching Raw uh, Raw is war on your fucking remember your 19 inch plasma yeah. TV. That's right. Yeah, I actually I should have gotten a wall mount. You should have gotten a wall mount that way in case people come over. You can just 
push yeah. it over and tug it in. <laughs> right in. Uh, by the way, this this is about that time of year. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna grab myself a beer as well. Um, I was about to tease Frank with uh, a confession that I don't think I've ever told him about uh, our time as roommates back in college. So <laughs> stay tuned. I hope I hope he doesn't remember this or I didn't tell him because it was great. Uh, I'm going to grab myself another brewski. I think I'll have myself a Firestone Walker. Okay, we're back. Sorry. I uh I did I did pour myself a Firestone Walker. Um poured myself a Hopnosis IPA from Firestone. It's in this weird ass green can that is very unFirestone like. It is a modern take on an IPA, 6.7% alcohol by volume. And I had to look it up because I had read something here um, about what this, what type of beer this was, and I was incorrect, so I'm glad I looked it up. Um, this is uh, part of their hop project where they created uh, West Coast IPAs and double dry hopped them with uh, some of the favorite hop varieties from the U.S. and New Zealand, and this is one of those. So uh, it's it when I say it's a it's a weird beer. Sauvin? I don't. I got to be honest. I, I couldn't find what the hop varieties were in this beer. So that's a New Zealand hop, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Nelson Sauvin is is one of my favorite New Zealand hops. It's a very good one. Um, this it might have some Nelson in there, but I got to be got to be honest. It is all over the place. Yeah, it's, when I've I, had that experience as of late with the like triple varietal hop type things it's like i don't know feels like people are just buying whatever hops they can get to make the beer instead of actually like you know pulling flavors what they're from them. putting together yeah. i mean this is good I, I gotta be honest this is a lot i don't know what order i was drinking in the other night <laughs> that might have had something to do with the the my initial reaction to this beer um but it is very very good i mean it's a west coast ipa it's yeah. it's it's bitter um it's not not like cloyingly bitter i don't want to scrape my tongue yeah. but it's like right on the verge so i'm happy with it this is very very good um the first can i had was really soft tasting so i don't know maybe i had some spicy or some weird shit to eat before yeah, fair enough. Fair but enough. did you pour yourself another glass of uh of when no i switched to um miller latin miller lot Good call. Um, I teased the folks before uh, we stepped away for a second that I was going to confess something to you. Okay. About our time as roommates. <sighs> that happened over winter break. Um, Is this another fucking cheese pizza that ends up becoming no type no, confession here? No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, so when I left for winter break, remember I was the only one left at the house because I had to work like the weekend before we all went mm-hmm. home for Christmas, like in, in, our, in our respective homes for Christmas. Um, and our roommate Mike had left like at noon. Well, yep. one day you were, you were left like the day before Mike left at noon and I was going to leave that night when I got off work. Um, and as I was putting my shit in my car to drive back to my parents' house after work, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be energy efficient. I'm going to change the thermostat in the house. Now it's December in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were college dudes, so we weren't like running the heater at 75 degrees or anything like that. But I did what I thought was the smart move and I turned the heater off. Now, um, yeah, Frank's eyes just got big because I mean, he, he knows what's. How did that not just fucking flood the house? Uh, no, 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 no. 
it didn't flood the house. Um, because see what happened was I was going to come back in like four days, not that big of a deal. Oh, so you just thought four days, four days. zero temperatures, no, no problem. We'll see. Here's, here's, the, here's the issue. I didn't know what the temperature was going to be like in Stillwater. I only knew what it was going to be like in Purcell in central Oklahoma that weekend. And it was going to be like 50. Okay. But what I didn't see was the last, you know, after day one in Stillwater, uh, it was going to drop down to 20 degrees air temperature and it was going to, the wind chill was going to be like fucking two, I think at one point for the next like three days. Now, when I got back to the house (laughs) after Christmas, I I, I was the first one there because again, I had to work. And I think Mike was going to be back in like, you know, the next two, ne- like two days later. And then you were going to be back later on, like after New Year's, I think. And I, the thermostat, the thermostat in the house said yeah. it was 47. <laughs> we got lucky as shit. Well, we didn't get lucky. Brian will shit himself because when I turned your plasma TV on, it was frozen. <laughs> And it somehow came back to life. Didn't somehow come back to life, but through the power of Google, I fixed your plasma TV and I thawed it out before uh, any further damage was done. Now, thankfully, everyone's computers were with them because those also would have been fucking frozen because our rooms were... Now, mind you, the thermostat is in like the central hallway of this duplex. Yeah, no, we it, were was in, in. it was insulated. It, it was, was on the, heavily on the, insulated. The wall, too. It was not on an outside wall. Now, Frank, you and I have rooms. We had those sliding glass doors that led out to the patio. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they were south-facing, so they weren't frozen shut. But I will say the concrete floors felt like they were completely frozen solid uh about half of our rooms were just completely frozen so over the next 48 hours i frantically thawed the house out (laughs) no and your tv more importantly because i was like oh fuck this is the it was the only tv we had in our house okay because i had a 25 inch tube tv which gotta be honest i don't think it was only good for like video games and only some video games because it was square and by that point most games had gone to widescreen um uh you my frame rate wasn't good enough like battlefield on that thing was impossible no i remember playing battlefield 2 in the dorms you know they should have stopped it too they should have stopped it too and just let us continue to put c4 on cars and, and drive him as fast as we can. Jump out and, and hit jump it. Jump <laughs> out and hit the button when it got to the other side. Frank, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually had that in my notes to discuss tonight. Battlefield 2042 is the newest I heard Battlefield. It's dog shit. Well, you need to go play it, my friend. Is it good? It's awesome. So okay. they have they have uh, throwback oh. modes in the game. So okay. it's all there's no storyline, which people that's I think that's what gets a lot of people pissed off is they're paying forty dollars for a game or sixty dollars for a game. That doesn't have a storyline. They're like, it's just fucking online only. This is bullshit. You can go play Fortnite. Go fuck yourself. Go play Fortnite. I don't give a shit. Exactly. The fucking, first off, there's like all out war mode. It's like 64 people playing at the same oh, time. Yes. And it's like, dude, when I, the first weekend I played, I, there was a match that lasted 50 minutes oh, and God. it was fucking awesome. Like it was legit fun as shit to play. Uh, but they have different game modes that rotate through. So they have like, Three game modes that are always up there. Conquest, uh, 
something else that's like large scale warfare and then some tactical bullshit. I don't, I don't fucking play that one. But then they have rotating games. Every day is a different game or every couple days are different games that pop up on there. One up there right now is run, shoot, kill, run, shoot, kill. Okay. And it's musical chairs, but with guns and, uh, pretty fucking fun there's another one that like helps you progress through weaponry so like mm-hmm. you auto populate like whatever your lowest scored weapon is and you have you have that until you, you upgrade it you upgrade it cool shit i mean honestly for for noobs like me it's a pretty cool way to learn all the weapons uh yeah but, that forces you to go through and learn them mm-hmm. but then they have the throwback games where they'll have like team deathmatch or uh, capture the flag from Battlefield Two, uh, Battlefield nineteen forty two, Battlefield Bad Company, Battlefield Shit. Bad Company Two, and it's literally like all the maps and all the old shit. They just rotate through. Uh, one weekend it'll be like I think a couple weeks ago when I first got it, it was Battlefield Bad Company Two, which was my favorite Battlefield uh, because they had the Sega twelve. Oh my god, such a badass auto shotgun. Anyway. Uh, you go in, it's the same fucking map from goddamn eight years ago. And I still remember That's it like it was a back of my awesome. hand. It was great. Uh, and then you can like, there the certain hiding spots or the certain like key lookout points are still there. So you can, mm. you can catch some young kids like who like are on top of the roof of the garage on the uh, other side of the map. Yeah. Yeah. You have like some hidden bush that, you know, like, okay, if mm-hmm. I get the old Barrett 50 cal, there's some people going to lose their shit right now. Yep. Um, but it's, it's legit. Shit, I need, fun. yeah, I need to get back into it. I need to start downloading that. I'm, I'm about to spend 12 weeks at home with the kid and <laughs> could be a good activity if she naps during the day, but she doesn't do very well, but well, you know. yeah, I, there's, there's always the opportunity to let off some steam and shoot some people in the face. Yeah. Uh, my favorite pastime now is playing as Russians and listening to Russian Gopnik hard bass, mm-hmm. um, while playing and just, Really getting working on my squat game. My tracksuit squat game is getting strong, and uh, I'm really getting good at spitting sunflower seeds. So, you know, sweet dude. Yeah, no, it's pretty pretty tight. Yeah, I need to download the game. It looks great. It really does. Like I I I've only read people be very frustrated at it, but Mm. you know, like it's with any game. I'm sure if Overwatch Two ever comes out. There are people that will be shitting on that game because it took two fucking decades for them to make the game or whatever, whatever. Like, <clears throat> unfortunately, game code is so complex that there's bound to be some fuck ups in there. So, well, yeah, uh, I don't know. I normally give a game about a year. Sea of Thieves was an absolute atrocious game to start off with. It was fun, you got the point, but it was very difficult to do much. And now apparently it's like one of the fucking best online games out there. I still have it. I haven't played it in forever. Um, but the concept made sense. And, you know, and Battlefield's always been fucking good. Like, I, it's, Battlefield is like, it's nostalgic because that's what Brian and I used to rock in college and just own oh, noobs, like all over the place. That shit was so, <laughs> so funny. You would like, <laughs> we would coordinate. Because he would he would essentially be on the back of the fucking Humvee, right? We'd load it up with C4, back of the Humvee. He'd be firing the fucking whatever machine Turret. gun so that people wouldn't just come out and shoot you, you know? And every once in a while, he would get he'd get sniped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and I would roll out. You'd push the C4 and blow up like 10 idiots. <laughs> I just <laughs> remember... Shit. 
I just remember capture so, the flag and the mm-hmm. ridiculousness of that game mode on Battlefield Two. The map pissing, wasn't big enough. For no, it. no, it was like the one where the cargo containers were like laid mm-hmm. out, and yeah, the flags were like the opposite, or whatever. opposite corners of a rectangular map. Mm-hmm. But there's one corridor where if you drove your Humvee through, you're getting to the other side of the map without touching anything. Like you yep. should get high enough speed. And the Humvee is going to the other side of the map. And in doing so, if you load it up with C4, just wait until you see it stop and then hit the C4 and you've cleared out everyone who's around the flag and you mm-hmm. just run through, grab it, and then come back. It was fucking great. I loved that game. Yeah. I also loved the, like, this... That was the first time... Because I, 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 I was an early adopter to online gaming in my high school. Meaning, like... I was the fucking nerd who went and bought the the network adapter for the PS2 because you know back in the day you couldn't just go online with a fucking with the out of the box gaming console you had to mm-hmm. buy an adapter for the for the old school PS2s so I bought an adapter I got an adapter one year for Christmas and I remember I had a hundred foot uh, phone cable or phone cord that I ran to the like to the line that we had internet on <laughs> at yeah, my yeah. house like through the fucking kitchen, through the dining room, through the entire living room to the living room TV, uh, where I would play NCAA football online against people. And I remember me and my buddies would fucking, we would play like eight hours in a night just oh, yeah, playing easy. against people. And like, I, I wasn't very good admittedly, uh, especially compared to my buddy. Who's now like, you know, pff, he's a goddamn like offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> for a high school football team. So, like, I think he probably found his calling pretty early. Uh, he would kick the shit out of people who were, like, you know, world-ranked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, Aaron's beating this, this dude. And like, fucking awesome. Like, watching him play, watching him get frustrated and get beat was even better. Oh, uh, that's always the best. It's always the best. And then when I went to college, Frank, this asshole, tells me, oh, do you know you can play Battlefield 2 online? I was like, well, you can do what? And he's like, oh, yeah. So I remember going to Walmart using like the last like $30 that I had in my bank account to buy a fucking Ethernet cable. And the only one they had that was long enough was like a 50 foot flat Ethernet cable. I still have it and it still fucking functions and works great. Works well. But like I remember running it around my dorm room up and over the fucking doors mm-hmm. and down the like down the, the the fucking floor and everything over to the the speed at which I was kicking the shit out of people from that point on. Because remember, we were playing NCAA football on goddamn dial-up. Mm-hmm. On fucking dial-up. And now I'm shooting people in the face at fucking like, I don't know, was it 60 megs up and down at the time? Oh, right? Yeah, the fucking no, speed was? Shit. It was good shit. Yeah, man. Do you remember, so in college, this was also like the advent of, well, okay, so there there was kind of two generations of peer-to-peer, right? Like now people exchange files, they do airdrop, all that shit. Yeah. Um, back in the day, you used to have Napster and LimeWire and Kazaa, right? Mm-hmm. And that shit kind of went away because it became infested with child porn. And, and like, malware. You're like, oh, I'm... <laughs> and malware, yeah. you're No, because you're like, oh, I'm going to download a fucking movie of... 
whatever the latest movie is, you wait three days and all of a sudden there's just like a porno. Yeah. Like, okay, like, well, oh, damn stupid. it. Or my favorite is like, oh, I'm going to so, download this MP3 file and an EXE file starts downloading your weight. Like, no, fuck, no, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> so you have, you have, you had that on, on LimeWire and Kazaa and shit all the time. Napster got shut down. So it, Napster was like maybe a year or two that it was a thing. And then Kazaa took over. And for some reason, it never got shut down. Yeah. But in any case, that's what you used. Then we got to college and there was this thing <laughs> that I found. You ruined you ruined my shit, by the way. <laughs> ended up becoming like the biggest fucking thing. And I all I did was find this thing. Okay, so iTunes used to have shared playlists if you are in the same house. I don't think they even have it anymore. No. No, it was like it um, wasn't the same. It was based on networks. On the same network. Yes, but I'm saying it used yeah. to be for the house, right? right? Like this was their media center type functionality. So you would have iTunes and it would say like devices near you or whatever. It would it, Other profiles would show other up. Other profiles or something, yeah. And it would show up and you could play music from other people's libraries. Yep. And at a university dorm, the libraries were people. endless. Yeah. Right? So Now, they, the, the caveat was, the, was they was had... the name of this program? MyTunes. MyTunes. So uh, Frank, obviously, right... Being the dude who's been pirating shit since I was like 10, yep. was like, surely someone has a program that can download all this shit. Like, there's no doubt. They're making it available. All you need to do is get the file contents and download it. And my tunes was it. So I, I found this random small little program on what used to be like a GitHub for back in the day repository. Um, I, think, I think I actually used CNET Downloader to get it. And... It was a nondescript, like iTunes, fucking torrent program. Yep, dude. And we we had the best music libraries because we just fucking ripped it from everybody around. I the the caveat was the amount of dashboard confessional that I downloaded. It was it was sick. It was really gross. I this is how this man fucked me up. Okay, I had bought my first computer. I'm sorry, I built my first computer to go to college. I guess it was technically my second second laptop but this one was strictly mine i built a he built a dell beast i did i built a badass fucking dell inspirion fucking uh, 5600 or whatever the hell it was yeah at, i think it was 5600 or 6000 whatever they were back at, in the day. at the time it was like one of the best 15 inch like laptops that you could and dell gave you a massive student discount too, massive student discount they still do there's massive student discount and i used that discount to buy a full-on protection plan on that thing and guess who ended up using like so the 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 laptop cost me like twelve hundred bucks like built mm-hmm. and everything and it was it was badass it had a wireless fucking card in it in two thousand five we yeah and it was a fast one too it was it was, it was it like was one good, of the yeah. w- used it till like twenty fourteen twenty thirteen yeah I, mean, I yeah I think I used it you might have used it for this podcast no nah, it was no. it was dead long before then but I did use it on pinpoint me <laughs> when we pinpoint were designing me, that's shit right, that's right yeah uh yeah and that was goddamn. Eight years later? Anyway. Yeah. All that to say, uh, that fucking, that hard drive was a 60 gig hard drive, which was massive for the time uh, because it was also running Windows XP. So mm-hmm. it was, my, my previous laptop had Emmy. So it puts a date on my previous laptop a little bit. Um, the Millennium Edition. Do you remember that? Yep. It only ran for like eight months and then Microsoft right, shot it. So many fucking exposed <laughs> like Microsoft shot it. it. I don't even, they literally just wanted 
<laughs> to put out a product that said Millennium on it, and mm-hmm. then they f- they found out how many vulnerabilities it had. They literally paid you to download XP. Dude, dude, I fucking you're talking about reformatting hard drives because LimeWire fucked you over. <laughs> I had that. I would reformat the hard drive every like three weeks. It was so bad. Anyway, so this laptop had a 60 gig hard drive. Frank shows me my tunes. I had to go to Best Buy and buy an external hard drive because I was like, I can't find I filled the thing up. It's filled up now. I ha- I still have the hard drive. As a matter of fact, I use it as my media, or I used to use it as my media hub when we had uh, Verizon Fios. Fios had this sweet-ass modem that literally you plugged in any USB, like any USB storage device, and it auto set up your fucking media hub for your house. So mm-hmm. you can down like listen to shit on your phone. It was a long time ago. Anyway. It has, it was a hundred gig hard drive. That's how long ago it was. Uh, 85 gigs of that are just music that I pulled from my tunes and various torrent sites over the years. 85% of that fucking thing. Thanks, Frank. I really appreciate that. So it's funny, right? I, I just went on, um, went on, uh, Wikipedia. My tunes is on there. It's in the annals of history. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> the dude who wrote it was a sophomore at uh, Trinity College named Bill Zeller. He wrote it the summer before we went to college. Oh, okay. And uh, came out, I mean, essentially when we were in college is when, you know, I figured out this was a thing. And he uh, he had a second version ready for release but lost all of the source code in a computer crash. Oh my God. <laughs> he goes, I'm not going to rewrite it, but I'll release the original back online. Oh my God. Um, and then the entirely rewritten version, my tunes was released and operated successfully until it was disabled in version seven of iTunes. So iTunes released in 2003. This dude released his first version of the, my tune software um, and t- like two weeks later, then like four months later, he lost the source code. Uh, then version 4.5 of iTunes disabled the original MyTunes. Then he released a version that overcame it. And then two years later, it got zoinked again so we were literally in the fucking like the 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 peak year and a bit that you could the goldilocks period of my dude we went ham on it like i remember i don't think there was a library that we didn't download shit from no do you remember you could only download it from people like if people were online that's the only time that you could do it and i remember we had there was this one dude who had a crazy like punk library mm-hmm. i think it was the same person who had the dashboard library but there was he well, had, there was a couple of people who had like really extensive rap libraries too uh, rap, like was, and then my favorite was somebody had the entire nirvana discography mm-hmm. and you could go my tunes work that any any library that was shared in the app you could search nirvana and it would yep. pull up all of the songs that were available and it was really it worked fucking well it i like, mean it looked like a mirrored version of itunes mm-hmm. uh, but just with a little checkbox next to it and then you for could everything you wanted to check steal. everything and it just hit download and it would just yeah. you just tell it where you wanted to go my friend and, and it, it was, was there. untraceable i think so okay so the, so the downside Brian was any time for like f- the first 5 months without telling anybody that you could do this 
But yeah, we're and then, fucking idiots. We don't want people to know about it. It'll stop us from being able to listen to shit. And then we started telling people because we had pretty much collected everything that we wanted. And I, if I recall correctly, at one point, the university sent like a, a message out to everybody saying, you need to stop. It's you, like slowing down everybody's internet <laughs> because iTunes was so rampantly was, used across the campus. <laughs> just a fucking fire hose of information that came through. Uh, yeah. I, dude, do you remember uh, um, the, the one downside was besides you could only Between down that and porn at 10 p.m. I'm oh, sure the dude. fucking network was just we like, well, hanging on by a fucking well, we would have implemented <laughs> online learning two years earlier, but fuck. Like we can't, we can't, we I'm can't. Not sure, we teach you the lessons you're looking for. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, no, we, the the uh, the only the two downsides to my tunes was one, you can only download when people were online with you. So like, if you're is like four o'clock in the morning, you weren't finding shit. Um, and if no. you had class during peak times, like it, it would suck. And you had to be hardwired in. You could, it, the wireless network didn't count. It did not work. Um, but I mean, this is also 2005, so wireless networks mm-hmm. were. It was a different time. But the other downside was you couldn't tell which songs were purchased content. And which songs were like MP3s? Yeah, sometimes that you you'd download really, and they'd ask for a password. Yeah, and then, then videos started showing up on iTunes because that was when like mm-hmm. movies and TV That's shows when the started iPod popping. Video up. came out. Yeah. Yep, and you remember Frank and Did I? Do you well, remember people watched fucking movies on iPod screens that were two m- inches by two? My inches. wife had school had School of Rock on an iPod Video. Okay, and it was a, a literally a postage stamp size screen that was. Then letterboxed or uh, yeah, letterboxed into widescreen, so it's even smaller than the full screen would be. Uh, yeah, it was fucking a nightmareville. But do you remember Frank? You and I would take turns buying different episodes of The Office, and yep. then we'd share them with each other on my tunes, and then give each other our passwords so mm-hmm. that we could just watch them on our own devices before you could do that legally. We, it was yep. we used my tunes to circumvent fucking iTunes. Yeah, no, hey, initial listen, issues. we had we've beer PN, beer VPN, whatever we mm-hmm. want to call it. The Gray Store uh, uh, tap room has been it's been perfected. Frank, oh, yeah. Frank knows. I mean, honestly, if reach out on iTunes, I mean on iTunes, uh, on iTunes? Twitter, if you, if you're looking for any uh, any advice for you know literally any sport, any <laughs> well, any content that you really want to when I watch illegally that is legal content yeah obviously. I was gonna say yeah way to, way to fucking leave the door open like um yeah I'm looking for a video uh, there's a chihuahua I'm like nope nope I uh fucking nope don't know how to find that but Can't I will tell you any any live streaming sports there has never been a way for me not to find it never <laughs> not one time fucking wouldn't expect anything less out of you Frank wouldn't expect anything less now there are some precautions you need to take. VPNs being primarily, you know, the first line of defense, and then ad blocker being the second, and using private browsing mode being the third. And a couple of steps you want to take just, before you go to just some .ru site. <laughs> first off, don't go to the .ru site. You don't need to. But um, you know, scouring the interwebs for the latest, uh, I don't know, whatever pay per view you're looking to watch on a given night is a treacherous. I mean, they literally set up sites to fucking steal your information. So you wouldn't call it the dark web. Is it like the shadow? No, web? it's not the dark. Web. Is it this the is sh- like the fucking the- idiot web? It's for people who are they're like, yeah, if you pay us five dollars, you can watch this match tonight. And it's like, 
They're literally just taking your credit card information and charging you $5 to make sure that the first transaction works. Yeah. <laughs> make sure the yeah. first transaction works. A bunch of fucking idiots out there. Like, <laughs> you, you came into this wanting to watch something for free, and now you're willing to pay someone random $5 to fulfill on a pro, just go, just go, just pay seventy dollars and be good. Yeah, like, <laughs> be reputable at this point. Yeah, I mean, if you're this dumb, just go pay seventy dollars. God damn it, that's that's the so. truth. I remember, I don't remember what uh, pay per view it was, but I do remember you sending me some links to. I think it was a UFC pay per view, and uh, or no, maybe it was. I was I was trying to channel my inner Frank. We had people over at the house, and I was like, if Frank can find these things, I can find these things online. And I remember I found some like one of your one of your usual sites at the time, and I found yeah. the link to the stream, and everything was going great. And then as more and more people hopped on that stream, the quality just went to shit. It does. So we were like, that does happen, and and it's you know one of my go tos, no longer a go to, but back in the day, you needed to because over the over the web streaming through cloud servers because internet connections weren't as fast, they would buffer. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you had, if you hosted, let's say you hosted a third party site in the Amazon cloud and all you did was direct upload to that server, your stream, you had a codec uh, installed and you know, it's replicating whatever you're watching on your TV and it's broadcasting it to whoever hits play, right? And 90% of the time, these people have like a a TV set-top box like set up Mm -hmm. just for the game, yeah, right? And then they'll draw the ad revenue for people tuning in. That's why you see so many pop-up ads. 90% of the time, it's not malicious. It's just someone trying to milk ad revenue, you know, because you see four ads when you start the, the stream, that's 30 cents right there, right? Like... So that's what they're doing. Um, but in any case, uh, they'll have that set up. And um, because up-down connections weren't as fast back in the day as they are now, you would see um, a lot of buffering. Whereas uh, one of the workarounds that you really don't need to use anymore unless it's really impossible to get content there's there's a program out there called ace stream ace ace stream yeah and it's um it's an old it's not an old technology it's it's fairly old um but they uh they used to be ah what the fuck was it called back in the day honestly i can't remember but um they have something called ace player hd that you would have, and this is something that if you're looking to stream UFC fights and whatnot, uh, A stream is your way to go because UFC, yes, they're not as good at taking down illegal links. Um, for whatever reason, Mayweather and any of their money Mayweather fights, they're really fucking good at it. Like they have taken it down. They take yeah. down a shit ton of links. Um, you know what? I'm th- but what they don't what they don't succeed at is ace player and ace stream. So if if you're looking to watch something that is just actively being taken down, type in whatever the fight you're looking for and ace link. Okay, ace stream link, and it's going to be like this encryption code that's like fifty fucking letters long, and that code 
you're going to enter into the Ace Player, which is like a, a peer-to-peer video streaming service that you will then be able to, in high definition, and I think now it's 4K, tune into a stream that's a direct feed off of someone's network. Huh. Um, it's a lot faster. It doesn't go through the cloud. It's literally they're streaming from their computer um, to the endpoint. Anybody that tunes in, it's like Twitch but better. Um, and it's it's backdoor Twitch. Like you, you, unless you have that person's like fifty digit thing, you'll never be able to tune into it. Um, yeah, as you brought that up, I think it. I don't think it was a UFC fight that I was trying to stream. It was a boxing match. I think it was. Uh, like a Pacquiao fight or some shit like that mm-hmm. years ago, and uh, I ha- there were people over at my house for this fight, and I just remember saying like "fuck it," just "fuck it," like it just went on, went on and paid for it, and it was yeah. it was one of those like seventy five dollar fights. It wasn't one of the like forty nine ninety nine in in standard definition. No, it was a uh, it was it was one that kind of hurt a little bit, but I was like ah fuck it, no, there's people here. I'm not gonna goddamn. Yeah, and stream it later, I guess, or I'll download it afterwards. <laughs> no, no, and you know, like that. I, I'll I'll be honest. There have been a couple of occasions where I've been stuck doing that as well. Like, it's by no means a hundred percent fucking track record. Because even sometimes, if I can stream it, it doesn't. The, the stream's terrible, or right. it's in fucking Russian or something, right? Like, <laughs> um. So it's not, I mean, I can tell you every single way that you can find a stream. Is it always going to work? No. Is it going to work 95% of the time? Yes. Um, and that's all I go for. Like, I, I, I don't want to put up an antenna in my fucking living room. Right. So anything that's on NBC that isn't on Peacock, because for whatever reason, my NBC channel locally is owned by a private family. And they're not part of the NBC Corporation. So they don't stream their channel on Peacock. So whatever is on NBC on a given night, I can't watch because it's Uh, not on Sling and it's not on Peacock. Same with the ABC network, same with CBS. Did you miss the uh, the Patriots game the other night then? No, I didn't. So NFL, they've removed the rights and they've moved it to the parent company. So NBC Sports owns the rights, uh, and they stream the NFL on the on the Peacock, on Peacock. app. Okay, for free. I was gonna say because we we face that here in DFW, the ABC affiliate here is not on anything, and I mean yeah, it's a it's a family owned nothing. license. I think it's on Hulu Live, but like I listen, and it's probably <laughs> only because Hulu Live paid them a shit ton of money, like. It's I I don't think people really fully understand how many families in this country are stupidly wealthy simply because they had some money and they bought airtime. Like they bought broadcasting licenses for certain channels and they've done nothing since. Like they just yeah. own them. Squatted. Same, same with same with uh, uh, radio band frequencies. Just squatting on like, them, just hold yeah, on. Yeah, they to just them. squat on them, and they're like, "Oh, you want to own one hundred four nine? Well, you know that's the most popular sports station in Austin." Like, okay, well, you're gonna have to pay this family X amount of money to use that every single year for. God, that's ever. so fucking dumb. Well, it's the Griffin family in Oklahoma. They own Channel Nine. Yeah, yeah and CBS the Lords. They own a shit ton of broadcast licenses up there. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's it's good. Not, there's, it's a joke. Like that whole system is a fucking joke. And can we can we talk about this five G rollout? 
supposed yeah. to happen. To, yeah, go ahead. Well, just happened. Technically, they're supposed to turn on at 10 p.m. tonight. I'm guessing they have a two-day delay still. They were they had negotiated a two-day delay. It's I haven't been tracking it, but um, is that the so, rollout that's supposed to down airplanes and shit? Yes. So if you recall, during the Trump administration, Spectrum uh, rights went up for bid, and Verizon and AT and T won the bidding contests for the two bands of 5G that you know. Um, could essentially be broadcast a lot further than normal narrowband 5G, which is what T-Mobile and everybody else uses. So they won the bidding right. I think AT&T and, and Verizon each paid like $80 billion for these rights, right? Mm-hmm. Chump and, change. I found that in my couch this morning. Well, it is chump change for what that gives them. Yeah. Like, they they essentially own the fastest spectrum outside of microwave you know, towers um, on earth for the uni- entire United States forever um, until we figure out, you know, and, and just constantly like, I mean, at any of our like notorious fucking radio labs in the country, research facilities, the best of which is out in fucking California. And I just, it's slipping my mind at the moment. Um, fuck. What's the name of it? God damn it. I got nothing, man. I'm it's sorry. It's the dude who, who invented RCA. What the fuck? God damn it. Okay, I'll, I'll think of it in a second. Um, in any case, it's out in California. It does most of our radio, like, technology, re- telecommunications research, Bell Laboratories. Um, not RCA. RCA was part of Bell, but Bell Bell Laboratories. Um, they... Uh, uh, still to this day do most of the telecommunications research on earth um, and most of the breakthroughs. So um, they put this spectrum up, whatever the, the airlines and these two companies have been pissing into the wind, right? Trying to win a fucking battle that is not winnable without some federal government decisions for years saying you can't do 5G near airports. It literally will interfere with certain spectrum that we use for emergency language, uh, emergency uh, landings. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. And the government has just been silent, waiting for these two parties to settle it. We're here at the fucking 11th hour, and there's still no settlement between these two parties. Because in some capacity, America just believes capitalism is always going to solve everything in perpetuity, and it has yet to prove out to solve many things, except for getting money into people's pockets who already have money. So, um, massive failure. Like, this rollout is delayed. Um, it's not likely to be happening in two days either. Um, there's some serious, like, consequences to... Um, you know, there's upgrades that, that are needed for planes. There's, uh, like, instrumentation that needs to be changed out. And the government's just known about this and just sat there. Been like, yeah, I'm just fucking two companies. You guys can sort it out. Um, really frustrating. Like, just absolutely fucking idiotic. I, I mean, here's the deal. <clears throat> when we had, uh, like, you, you know where I live in reference to two major airports in DFW. Mm-hmm. Um, 
fucking Christmas Day was amazing. There was no fucking, there was no goddamn airlines, airplanes coming in or out. I walked outside. It was quiet, just mm-hmm. dead ass silent. Anytime there's severe weather that comes through <laughs> and like high winds or like extreme temperatures, like ice comes you through. You got to sit outside. <laughs> I got to sit outside. It's fucking amazing. Like you, I forget living where I do because it's in the flight pattern of both DFW and love airports. Like it's just fucking silent. I can hear birds. I can yeah, but, hear leaves. So, so, it's amazing. Fuck airplanes. I'm the, done with airlines. The, the thing, well, they play a very important role. I, <laughs> I, think, I think as annoying as they are, yes, you're in a flight I'm literally suck, shaking my fist at fucking airplanes. Like people shake their fist at people <laughs> who drive fast. I'm like, God damn you yeah, with your flaps. Let's talk about trains before we go through airplanes. Oh, Jesus. Um, I forgot your your eighteen fifties no. uh, land that you lived down there in in Buda, where fucking yeah. nightly trains come through. God Good lord, damn it! <clears throat> Man shake so fist at train. It it uh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, it's kind of um. Uh, no, sorry, the wife sent me a text message. <laughs> wow, I th- um, is she so- sitting right in front of you? <laughs> No. Oh, okay. No, it just came with some extra sass at the end. Oh. Uh, no, so the, the 5G rollout, right, I think the, the the problem that I have with it, right, is it's not only it's incompetence, it's incompetence, but it comes on the heels of all of these 5G conspiracies. Yeah, it's not a good look. So it's like, guys... Someone had to be like, someone has this on their desk, right? And if you have this on your desk, Brian, at your job, and it's like, yeah, you know, they're kind of saying that a uh, Presidente might cause cancer. We might need to like kind of <laughs> fucking talk about this. And you, you kind of don't bring it up in the boardroom. You know, yep. you should probably just be fired. Yeah, no, I, I, I would, I was going to say, it sounds like this came across Brian's desk about three years ago when I fucking was just not enjoying any part of my job, and uh, it came across, and I was like, should I tell somebody? And as I look around the room, or should I just look for another job? I'm just gonna look for another job. I'm just gonna go do do do. Anybody looking for uh, a five G consultant? <laughs> just gonna look for that. You know who, what it was? Somebody, yeah. somebody within one of the companies was looking to get hired by the other company for that position, and they were like, "Ah, now I'm gonna wait it out until they fucking send me that final offer." And then, uh, oh shit, I just played myself. Fuck. Okay, so so but that, that's the problem, right? Like. You you have someone who clearly has been in discussions here, and we're at the 99th hour. That That's the part that uh, I guess maybe I didn't explain well enough in the beginning. If any of us were this incompetent, right, or... My incompetence out, knows comes, no bounds, Frank. No, but if it comes out that they were ignored, there should yeah. be consequence there too, yes. right? Like. Yeah, because it's, you're shutting down like a, a national and international fucking form of transportation with yeah. your laziness. Yeah, this isn't like some small level bullshit. And and I'm I, I we've said it many times. I, although I am a Democrat, I am not above throwing them under the bus for the shit that they do. Like, yeah, not above it. It is completely warranted. This was a stupid fuck up. Like, the level of incompetence. You're going out there supporting 
all of the fucking build back better initiatives, all of the shit that you pass with the infrastructure bills, all that shit. And you can't even get two companies to agree to a 5G rollout. That is not difficult, right? right? The government just needed to step in and say, AT&T, Verizon, work with Boeing, work with Airbus, prove to us that this doesn't interfere. And if it does, come up with a solution. That's it. Simple as that. And you can't turn it on within two miles of an airport. Figure it out. Figure out logistics from there. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, it's good to see other people like at work suffering from similar incompetence and what we do at smaller levels. I mean, at least we're not shutting down fucking international air travel. So congratulations, no, th- th- I mean, dumbasses. Think, think if some massive beer rollout got shut down because, I don't know, <clears throat> Someone told you they weren't going to be able to finish your social media posts, and you said, "Well, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out." And you know, they called in that they they had vacation scheduled, but like it's it's like a finite thing that was always going to happen. Yeah, and yep. you just said, "Nah," because yeah. yeah, yeah. so, someone about. said that. Yeah. I don't know who said it, but someone said that. Someone said, man, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. here's, here's the deal. You know what's be- the beautiful part about my job and the way I look at my job? It's probably, in the end, will not work out for the best for me, but here's, here's how it goes. <clears throat> I could fuck up worse than anyone else in my position has ever fucked up. It still wouldn't be bad. It still wouldn't be bad. <laughs> Beer's still going to roll out tomorrow and no one's going to give a fuck at the end of the week. Like... <laughs> But you know what? Like, so many of us have those positions. Like, even in like higher setting, like as long as you're not in like some high risk, high reward job setting, like the fucking average person could completely fuck up their day, their day, and everything's gonna be all right. Tomorrow's gonna fucking happen. Like, it's your shit is not going to shut down the company. Like, you're still like it'll be okay. It really will. Now. I say that, and some one of our listeners is going to be like, I, "Actually, uh, by me not doing my job, I uh, I I, I uh, uh, bankrupted the family business. My dad killed himself because he couldn't pay the bills. Uh, my stepmom uh, punched me in the dick, and uh, <laughs> like the domino effect, the fucking the rhino passing gas in Africa has now caused a goddamn hurricane to wipe Disney World off the map. Thanks, this is good. This is really good." <laughs> Oh, fuck me, dude. Okay. Do you, so, okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you want to wrap up this evening? You got any uh, last last hitters for us before we, we sign off? Yeah. So, so last hitter is it's just comical. And, and I, I know I'm talking from a space where um, I support two teams. And the one team has been very good for a long time. Got their ass beat last weekend. It's fine. Um, the other team has not ever done anything. Um, but the amount of faith that Cowboys fans put into their team. It's sick, right? Every, every year. It's psychotic. At some point, we have to acknowledge know. it. Okay, but I, okay. Vikings fan, do, we do the same thing, but we expect the opposite. Like, you all... You all go in expecting to win. We expect to lose. Yeah. And and we 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 actually most of the time we expect to get thoroughly fucking worked. But you know and, what that is? I feel like or, that's or or we expect some fucking wild shit to happen and we lose anyways. 
Um, that's that's Vikings fandom. Like Expect there's that. no in between. There is no in between. You're either going to get 49 to nothing, uh-huh. which has happened before, or in an NFC Championship game against did. the New York Giants. That we never happen. speak of it. Okay. And as as the common man likes to say, all the Vikings needed was a touchdown, a two point conversion, an onside kick recovery. A touchdown, a two-point conversion, an onside kick recovery. <laughs> I see where this is going. I see where this is going. I see where this is going. So, okay, so so it's either going to be that, or it's going to be biblically biblically bad in terms of the kicker fucking it up somehow. Like I don't think the Vikings have ever lost a close game without a kicker fucking it up ever, ever in my whatever 15 years no 25 years at this point of supporting this franchise we have never ever lost a game that was close that a kicker did not fuck up didn't okay? play a pivotal role in a that fucking pivotal loss pivotal role it absolutely like so so what people need to understand about the Minnesota Vikings they have the fifth best winning percentage in the NFL era, that's period, and they don't track specific. anything prior, right? No. Like th- that doesn't count. So in, in in modern football, they have the fifth best winning percentage of the teams in the top ten. They are the only one to have never been to a Super Bowl in the modern day NFL. Era. They haven't been to the Super Bowl. <laughs> nope. Of the top twenty, they are one of four teams who have not won a Super Bowl in this era. Ugh. Okay, they're the fifth. Winningest team in the NFL. The Green Bay Packers are like number three. Okay. The NFC North's just badass. Like they, they always have good teams. So as a Vikings fan coming to Cowboys fans, right? You guys need to start expecting a little bit less and then celebrating when you do well, instead of being so pissed off when your team essentially didn't play for a whole half of football. Uh, <laughs> and then you still thought, oh, my God, we're going to win. <laughs> yeah, just, if the Vikings fans were to – let me tell you how a Minnesota fan would tune into that game. First half, ah, uh, shit, I knew this was the game. God damn it, fucking again. You just get, God damn we're going to make Jimmy Garoppolo out to be the next Steve Manning army. And, just, and, and then, you just get more progressively drunk on hams by the third yeah, quarter. No, I don't know why I said Steve Manning. I meant – you know, the combination of Steve Young and Peyton Manning. Is yeah, Steve Manningham. That's good. Well, your so, hams kicked in. The hams kicked yeah, in. Yeah, the fighting. hams kicked in. Exactly, yeah. exactly yeah, right. Oh, Steve I'm Manningham. Like, yeah. So, in the end, oh, and he wore you're going to sit back. there and you'd be like, God damn it, 1998, Morton Anderson beat Gary Anderson <laughs> on the same field. You know, so you go through all that. Those are your emotions in the first half. Then in the second half, as you're coming back, you're going to go, yeah, they'll find a way to fuck it up. Yep. They'll find a way. Yeah, Consolation touchdowns are good. They're good. God damn it. You got to fire this fucking coach after he's done. Da, 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 da. You know, and you just keep going. And then at the very end, when there's two seconds left and you're running up to that ball, <laughs> you are not even convinced you're in that position. Yeah, no. You're like, oh, there's no way you got that. Oh, he's going to no, scramble. No, he's going like, to fumble. This Where's fucker's the- not getting that. There's no fucking way. We have no timeouts left. The game's fucking over. The game's over. And then when the game's over, you're like, ah, oh, see, I knew it. it. I knew it. Instead, you all went down this path of like glorious fucking look at Dak Prescott, his Tom Brady moment, da 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 da. And then he couldn't snap a ball with two seconds left because, no, because he handed it to the center. Guess. 
Yeah. Not just that. Like, th- th- there's this whole conspiracy. The refs got in the way. They should have gotten extra time. Motherfucker. You're the one who kept the punting team on after running a fake punt. You can do go you re- fuck yourself. Do you recall the first half? <laughs> like, yeah. did you just forget did the first? Did you forget Vikings the 30 minutes? Been like, that would be in the fucking Vikings annals of history. Now you keep, just this by, is the second just time. Just by the fact that you came back. Not, yeah. You didn't even need to win. You would be like, wow, what a, that was one of the greatest Vikings comebacks, but we lost. And everybody would be like, yeah, fucking yeah, that was a good game. Good. Dak Prescott would have a 10-year contract. Like, No, he's on like, a fucking chopping block over here. He's watching his back. You, but you guys are well – you're so far away from – you're 28 years from the last Super Bowl. Hey. Get on the fucking bandwagon. Stop with this fucking we're the Dallas Cowboys. No, no. Get, learn from the Vikings fans, okay? So, learn from the – we have a great winning percentage. We understand what it is to win, but – when it comes, when you put the poker chips down, we're still the Vikings, and a kicker's gonna fuck your day up, and just be okay with it. Just be okay with it. So I want to point out three things here. One, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I know you were talking to the listener. Obviously, I was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, two, you said it twice, and I just want to make sure you're not going to use this at work. But it is the annals, not the annals of history. I just want to make sure that no, I, I sometimes I like, to, I like on this podcast. Okay. I like to make the joke. All right, you, I wanted to break the fourth or sixth wall at this point. I want to make sure that Frank is not talking no, about the annals of history with his work okay. compadres. On the Vikings fans, it might be a bowel movement well, every yeah. time you go down the fucking you know. And third, run the tape. Third, the most important point here. I want to unpack this a bit. I think what you're discussing and you're discovering is the the diametrically opposed citizenry of these two cities. Okay? Hear me out. We talked about Midwest nice, I think, or Minnesota mm-hmm. nice, okay? Which is that, like, oh, very nice on the surface level, but they're, like, they're very backhanded compliments and, and, uh, and passive-aggressive, cold as fuck. Cold as fuck. <laughs> What you're describing is Minnesota nice fans. They're like, oh, we're we're hey, we're gonna play a good game, but uh, you know, we knew we were gonna get fucked in the end anyway. We knew we was gonna lose because you know we don't hold out hope for anybody because it's cold up here and everybody's gonna die in the end. You know, and, uh, but but it was a good game. It's a good season. Good season. We're gonna get them again next year. Minnesota nice. Whereas in Dallas, mm-hmm. a city known for being like the epitome of keeping up with the Joneses. Not literally in this case, because Jerry is you know, Jerry and Steven are running this bitch. But at the same time, like we want to compare ourselves. And this is the royal we. I am no. including myself here only because of proximity. But we want to compare ourselves to a top three city in the United States in some way, shape or form constantly. Just by the way we fucking behave, we think our shit doth not stink. We think that the problems that we have here are so... Can we both agree? Can we both agree? If Dallas were in Central Texas, it would be a badass city. But because Dallas is a parking lot, Uh, it it is just a massive parking lot. It's a fucking... And it's it's, it's fine. There's nothing... Like, what Dallas has is... It doesn't have a problem with affordable housing. It doesn't have a problem with moving. Well, it didn't used to. Yeah. Obviously, now it's everybody, everywhere in Texas does. But yeah. how long that lasts, I don't know. Dallas can expand to the fucking moon. And <laughs> it would still and, be flat. And by moon, you mean Louisiana. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dallas could essentially go all the way from Dallas to fucking Amarillo, north to Oklahoma City, consume that entire area. And the and elevation would change 13 feet. Flat <laughs> and about the same. Yeah. So, so um, all in all, right? Like, it, it's it, Dallas isn't a bad city. I've been to much worse cities. Oh, yeah. Like, no, Dallas, has, Dallas is, is it's great for raising kids. You've mm. got access to a lot of different. No, I mean you've got. Uh, yeah, I was going to say you've, you've got like, access not, to not, a lot of shoulders for your car to break down on. Okay, you've so, got so a lot of on and okay. off ramps the, to be shut down during ice problem, storms. <laughs> the problem with Dallas is not the the city; it's no. the fact that everybody has to drive a car to get around. It's the people. If people suck if, here, if Dallas were better planned, the people would be much more hospitable nope. they'd be less fake nope because you would be forced to move through each other it, dallas's problem is is like everything is insulated and and it's 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 as though westlake planned a city that's what it is i think westlake and got its planning from fucking dallas because honestly i think it, <laughs> you you go from you go like gentrification <laughs> is like the picture perfect definition of gentrification is and will probably always be like fucking west of downtown Dallas, south of downtown Dallas, just the fucking the, the, the goddamn slow crawl of fucking money that that emanates from uptown throughout all of like the, the greater downtown Dallas area. Can I, can I hit you with a conspiracy? Oh yeah. What's your conspiracy? Well, it's not. It's not far fetched. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably um, it's not, real it's, life. It's, it's not far fetched, but it's not well researched. But I think it's going to be something that people really need to start thinking about. I think with what Xi Jinping is doing in China, um, I think we're seeing a much larger influx of capital into U.S. real estate from. F- kind of flight money from China, from Taiwan, from all these places that could be impacted by a Chinese, you know, long-term suppressed dictatorship um, coming to what people formerly thought were cheap places, right? Because a lot of that money used to go to Vancouver and New York. Um, I, I think I think what we're seeing in Austin, Tulsa, Dallas, Central Oklahoma Oklahoma, City, Central Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. I think you're seeing a shit ton of foreign direct investment from China into real estate, not just real um, estate, but in Oklahoma, also cannabis grow operations. Well, not just that land, like oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, they're, they're, I, I think across the board, you're seeing flight flight money, even from Russia, because they're starting to start shit. Um, and everybody flees to the U.S. for assets and whatnot, thinking it's it's the most stable place on earth, and we clearly know it's not. But um, I, I I would I would advise people to be careful for what they're purchasing, and if you can sell and you can sit on it and wait, some something is going to shake out. Um, it's not I, someone here in my neighborhood, not not in my neighborhood, but up the street is shooting for i don't really i don't know the moon in terms of selling their house they're selling a house 1200 square feet 500 grand now if that house sells for that amount of money 
Frank can essentially list his tomorrow for one point something million, okay? <laughs> and and might do so, might do so. Like at that point, I'm like, fuck this, fuck it, I'll move not? to fucking anywhere. Um, but Brian, let me show you just a picture of said five hundred thousand dollar house. Three bedroom, two bath, and th- th- that the front door is the newest part of that home, and uh, I don't think yep. it's painted. <laughs> So so five hundred thousand that would make that house four hundred and like twenty bucks a square foot, right? Holy uh, shit! Holy shit is right. <laughs> so so should some idiot come in and buy it and set the market in fucking Buta, Texas, which used to be like the piss on town in 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 South Austin? Um, I'm going to, I might open a bottle of Dom Perignon. I might go buy one and open it that night and be like, what an idiot. We're putting this house up. I'm rich. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. I wouldn't even know what to say. If someone, what if there's a bidding war for that house? Yeah. <laughs> hey. hey, listen, I mean, it's, it's hilarious to me. So like my in-laws built a custom home. They, you know, just put in their, you know, their dream backyard, they have the house that they've wanted for decades. Yeah, and, essentially the house that they want to die in unless they can. Yeah, and they had someone come into their neighborhood, which is an like an expanding neighborhood. Like there are like yeah, but it's, lots it's by of, no means full. No, like, that, no, that not, thing has no. like a lot of development still going on. Yeah, so people could come in and build a custom home Buy just like they did. Why not? Like, let's go ahead and do it. Uh, they uh, they were like, well, how much would it take? for you to sell your home to us because we need to move here now. How much would it take? And my mother-in-law was like, I think we're going to give them just like, you know, one of those like moonshot numbers. And I go, what are you going to do when they say yes? And then she was like, they'd never say yes. It's like, you, you don't know that. So unless you're ready to sell and like, unless you're ready to really part with it, because I mean, it wasn't like they were doing like four times well, the so amount. What, did this just happen recently? No, 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 no. This was, uh, this is the oh, beginning okay. of the, like May of 2020. Okay, and so fair. like it was, it was before the housing market just completely blew up, but it was one of those things like, it's a real possibility. Like people could like, if you just threw oh, yeah. a $1.5 million offer, you know, you're like number out there. Somebody could come in and be like, yeah, yeah, no. Okay. Let's do it. That, that that makes sense if for some, me. If someone, yeah, but you don't have to honor that, like, right? No, but if, at the same time, like, why throw the number out? Why even? Why? <laughs> why would you just be like? No, you're, no you I'm should never be it. the first person. So it's yeah. like, what are you willing to pay? Is the response to that? Yeah. So, my, I, I have, in my mind, right? Like, I have a number that this house is worth, but I don't have anywhere to move. To your point, yeah. Um, but if someone came in and said, Frank, here's one point some odd million dollars for the house or even just close to a million, <laughs> like, okay, um, I'm going to take it and I'll go live in a shithole somewhere in South Austin we'll for figure, 200 grand we'll and make it, it work. Yeah. Um, because you just helped me clear like 700 grand for no work. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that's kind of the, the thing, right? So if this fucker ends up selling his moonshot, because it's not that it's 500. It's that it's 500 for 1,200 square feet. It's a single car garage and, with fucking 1980 <laughs> siding angled above it. What the fuck? It's, it's not good. <laughs> um, but I, I, bet he, I, I bet they sell it for somewhere close to that. I guarantee you they sell it for somewhere close to that. It's not. Um, it, it's it, mostly because this little town 
has had so few things close to Main Street go up for sale. Yeah. Everybody is selling in like subdivisions, three, four miles up the road. And they're selling for high dollar, but they're not walking distance to shit. They're not right by the park. I was going to say, they also and, don't have easy, like really easy access to I-35 either. Like exactly. everything on y'all's side of town does. Yeah, they go through a bridge. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's going to be funny because this guy might inadvertently set like the Buda housing market for oh. Main Street and no one's done it. No one's that no one sold a house near Main Street since October of twenty twenty. Yeah, October of twenty twenty. Do you think that so, was the last one that fucked your uh your tax estimate up? <laughs> I, I'm not sure what fucked it up, dude. Like honestly it's it's gotta be a combination of that and this motherfucker who builds shit by the high school on a hill and charges $700,000 for some fucking cookie cutter homes and a subdivision. Like that dude needs to fuck off. I don't understand why it, it, they don't have yards like these homes. I mean, it's your, okay. I don't have a yard. I'm either. not insulting. <laughs> it's your yard. Yeah. Your yard, slightly bigger home, yeah. $725,000. Yeah, that's significantly more than what my setup is here. And honestly, so there is a subdivision just north of us uh, with homes starting in the 500s, starting in the 500s, that, like, backyard just a touch bigger. That's about it. And, like, the homes no, are... No, it's the same house. They're building the same house. Well, the, home, the homes are, square footage-wise, much bigger. But, like, oh, okay, their, their $500,000 house has, like, 2,300 square feet, off. and mine's 2,000. <laughs> like, well, you got a fucking extra yeah. room somewhere in here. Get out of here! No, not not just that. Are you are you plating the fucking toilets and gold? Oh, at yeah. this point, I, I just don't. I I don't I don't get it whatsoever. I've I've listen. I'm a person who believes in real estate investment. I don't believe in buying real estate at the moment, but in some capacity, somewhere, and I don't know if it's boomers doing it. I don't think it's clear yet who's doing it. There are people. Hand over fist. I know private equity firms are doing it because they want to rent shit out, but even their math has to work. Yeah. And I can tell you a 1,200 square foot house with a mortgage payment of damn near three grand if you include taxes a year, right? Just keeping up with inflation. So the, the, the VP fund, even if they, or the VC fund, even if they put in cash, right? They're looking for at a minimum what a mortgage interest return would be, right? Because they're not trying to not grow their money. Right. So they are thinking if they purchase that house, they'd be able to rent it out for $3,500. If you think you're going to rent out a house in Buda, Texas for $3,500 at 1,200 square feet, you're out of your you, fucking mind. Out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. I don't care where, what walking distance it's within. Yeah. Like, no, that's not happening. Not, not at all. So, uh, so the math the math on a lot of this shit is starting to not work out. Mm-hmm. And I think we're pretty close to where people are like, there are no more buyers, but the prices are ridiculous. Yep. And yeah, it looks motherfucker shooting for the moon, dude. Good luck. What's it? Jacinto Street. What? Let's just kind of fucking see here. Give me a second. I was gonna say, is the inside just like? You no, put dude, your, that's the problem. You it's put the, your dick in a wall and it sucks high, it for you? Hydatsa Street. I've never even known this road exists. Um, 
No, that, that's the problem with it too. The inside is is it's fine. It, they did they did well, but there's no like there's no true. I mean, you've been on the inside of my house. I'll show you some pictures. It's it's not something that I would um I would imagine would ever be that amount of money. Yeah. Um, so that's the living room. Okay, so it's just typical fucking inside. Oh, okay, that's a open-ish concept. Yeah, no, it's 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 not. There's nothing wrong with no. it. No, the backyard has nothing going on. No, I I mean they do list all the close amenities though, because good on good on them for that, because a lot of people skip that part. Uh, I like but that that front door picture. Literally, you could see the front door in the picture, like small kitchen, tiny ass kitchen. Like it's as it's wide as square feet. It, like, the, the kitchen is as wide as the stove is. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like if this like Airbnb it, is that what they're thinking this is going to be? What the I fuck? I have no idea. I don't know how you ever. Oh, hold on. Like, go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Another one. One more. No, oh, you fucked it now. I can go. Okay. Right there. Oh, okay. I thought that was a window seat right there. Flip it around and take a look at it. I thought that was a that was a bed opportunity there, but it, it's not. It's just oh, like I an see in, it. I see it. It's no, just like no, an inlet. No. Uh, it's just a little shadow playing a fucking trick on you. Yeah, man. I got it. I got my hopes up. I thought it was a Brian bed in there. It, 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 I mean, it's it is a a a ledge. We call it an egress of a window ledge. Uh huh. But it's by no means a serious window. It's not micro till quality. (laughs) They took a normal bathtub and they put some fucking fancy tile around it and called it like. I don't even think that's fancy tile. I think it's like a fucking drop in. Oh, no. It's a drop in tub. I see that. But then they put like subway tile around it. But it's. I don't know. Like. and look at the look at the fucking mortar at the bottom right. You see oh, that grout. shit? That's bad mortaring. Yeah, that's the not grout cool. job. Whatever. That's some bullshit. I don't know how you manage that. Okay, yeah, there you go. Whatever happened with your phone? It gave a perfect reflection of my screen yeah, of I your screen. That. But look at the look at the grout that's job. So like, bad. It's, it's, it totally. I f- I'm flipping this house and trying to just well, look at the fucking. Look at that. Yeah, that's perfect. That's where I you. I don't even know. That's where your. What's sh- that's that where even your, called? That's a little cutout. It's a shower cutout. It's where your uh, your shampoos and, and how do you your shower how do you gels. cut a tile that uneven? That I don't know. I didn't see that part. I mean, <laughs> if, hey, listen. <laughs> that's fucking horrendous. Listen, if they get fucking three hundred thousand dollars, they're coming out away on top. <laughs> I had no doubt about it. No, I, that's why I, I call this the moonshot. Frank, is there some real estate his, we can invest price, in? Or any, I have got YouTube. If he gets four fifty for that house, four twenty five, like I'm living in a three quarter million dollar house just based on that for no fucking reason. Like Frank, like Frank, if that sells, <clears throat> here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sell your house. You're welcome, by the way. We're gonna take that money. We're gonna invest in two things: beer pn, okay, and NFTs. Well, mm, three things, okay, beer pn. <laughs> Uh, a, a combination of real estate and NFTs. We're gonna okay, we're gonna buy plots. We gotta diversify. We gotta yeah, we're gonna buy plots on the moon. That's what we're okay. gonna do because that's essentially real estate and NFTs had a baby, and you could buy moon plots. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Perfect. And then we take what's left can of we, the money. Can we start a campfire with that? 
with the rest of your money? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're, we don't need heat right now because Greg Abbott hasn't hasn't turned off the electricity to the state oh, yet. Okay, we'll save that. We're yeah, going yeah, to, true, yeah, that's, that's what we call a nest egg. We're gonna put that under your pillow because we don't trust the banks, obviously, in this scenario. We don't. We um, don't. and then we're gonna take the rest of your money. Never, gonna, never have really. Never have really. We're gonna take the rest of your money. We're gonna buy. Ready for this? Trailer homes, and we're gonna flip them. Okay, uh, because that is gonna be the next real estate boom. It's going to be, love it. yeah, love it. Yeah. Whenever we when, take when them anywhere runs its course, uh, we're going to be sitting on a gold mine. Yeah. Oh, you because want this bad we boy? We are going to be the poor people selling homes to the poor and becoming rich. Yeah. That's how you fuck. You put, I got to where I'm standing on top of this pile of cash by putting my boots on the heads of poor people and climbing That's right. up and buying NFTs. Moon spaces, moon real estate, and, and well, and moon lots. Moon, yeah. yeah, yeah. I took I took my opportunity in Buda and I turned it into these five double wides mm-hmm. that you see in front of you. Mm-hmm. The clothes that I am dressed in and what's in my backpack <laughs> in my duffel bag, not a backpack. Yeah, and my 1997 Subaru 93. <laughs> um, you're welcome. You're welcome. I got a brat, and it's from '84. Yeah. It's great. Um, Two hundred and fifty. Yeah, did, did anybody find it funny that Subaru just had numbers on their cars for a while? Yeah, you know, they 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 fucked up because they came to the states. Not uh, sorry, the, not Subaru. Saab. Saab. I'm oh, sorry. Saab. Saab well, was even worse. Saab had their numbers didn't coincide with anything, whereas like Mercedes, Nothing. BMW, those Nothing. numbers coincide with engines and model numbers. Yep. Saab had no no connections. Uh, you know what my favorite was? And this is the last story, and I gotta go. But um, did you know that Porsche was sued by Citroen when when Porsche came out with, they first came out with the 911. Technically, it was called the 901. And Citroen sued them because they said that only they could have cars with zero in the middle placeholder of a three-digit uh, alphanumeric car model and they just said fuck it we'll just call it the 911 yeah porsche was like okay fuck you so instead of the 901 we'll call it the 911 and you go fuck yourself and guess what <laughs> kind of worked for him <laughs> kind of took yeah because no one's good 911 and 901 911 sounds way better yeah now i mean especially when you know that a 901 versus a a citroen like 203 or whatever the fuck it was this little shit box looks like a toyota yaris but from 1977 is terrible you know, and and Citroen is so like I mean shitbox describes them perfectly. Well, I mean it's like the they they could of- never even get approval to sell. And let's just talk United States road laws and safety crash test Pretty laws open. are bare minimum. Yeah, but they're like bare minimum that you would expect, mm-hmm. right? They're good, but they are the bare minimum that yeah. you would really imagine. And and our companies fare well outside of the States because of them. Mm -hmm. So do Japan and South Korea's car companies. So if you're not really looking to come on board with that, you really have to wonder Peugeot, Citroen, fucking Uh, Renault. Yeah. yeah, Like all all the French car manufacturers, all you're listing, (laughs) but you're correct. (laughs) Uh, Are you guys just like, okay with dying in really preventable cause of death car accidents? They believed in three cylinder engines and they were like, this is the works for French roads. You can go fuck yourself. We don't need any more than this. And then the rest of the world was like, we kind of do. 
Like England's looking at just it. Just like, add one. Just add one cylinder. Add, yeah, add an extra. Throw it in for an additional. We're like, putting those in Mercedes now. Just yeah. add one. We we've got a Mercedes <laughs> with a four cylinder generator in it. Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just building up the battery when the fucking car's yeah. off. The you, generator you'd be, runs. You'd be amazed. We've got a Chevy Silverado. It's got four cylinders in the back just, for the fucking power tools. Yeah, just the just the grill in the back is run off of a fucking four cylinder. Gen- <laughs> we call it the power tailgate. Like, it's fucking stupid. Anyway, okay, y'all. Uh, I'm I'm gonna play this because we haven't played it in a while. Um, Frank, thank you for joining tonight. It was a blast chatting a with you. Time. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please take some time, go over to your favorite podcast app, including Spotify. Now leave us the highest rating that you could definitely helps to get the word out about no beer left behind. Check us out over on social media pages, uh, at no beer left cast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook exists, but we're very rarely are we present over there. Um, it's not, it's not our jam. No, not our Jimmy jam at all. Matter of fact, even like fucking Instagram's not been my jam lately because I got shit to do, man. Anyway, uh, speaking of shit to do, I gotta, I gotta go, y'all. It's been real. It's been fun. Until next time, for Brian in North Texas, I am out. Yeah, for Frank, uh, thanks for tuning in, and definitely leave a review. Um, it's 2022 now. I think our last review. Let's just call out the the followers here. Um. I think our last review was you just look it up give me a second yeah i'd say i mean i can't even see reviews at the moment um apparently my uh no no uh, there we go uh 2021 we we have gotten star reviews we just haven't gotten like you know verbal hey good job frank you're a great host uh co-host with brian but you know Maybe sometimes Parker and and Willem could join. We haven't seen many of those. So if you could add those in writing, that'd be great. Uh, We're out.